Feeling better? You all right? You warm enough? I don't know. Come feel my balls and tell me. I've been locked in a fucking icebox all day. Hey, Alan, you want my awesome sunglasses? You just asked Chow. You don't have to kill me. Chow, nobody killed you. You were already dead. You didn't have a pulse. Oh, you never do blow before? Sometimes your heart stop, start up again. Read a book. Look, I'm sorry, we're just having a bad day. Oh, you're having a bad day? Did you die? I got shot. But did you die? This podcast may contain horse language. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. What is the good word? I'm the voice of choice, Misty Darling. Welcome to the pod that rocks your bod, Flick Smacks. This episode is exciting as all hell, but maybe a little more subdued than last episode when the guys went toe-to-toe with two-time guest, Matthew. But the evil is gone, and the boys are all alone again. Let's do some meaningless chatter. Here are your hosts, Scott and Terrence. Hi there. And welcome to Flick Smacks, the pod that rocks your bod, where we talk about all things movies and television. I am your co-host, Terrence, and I would like to introduce the other co-host. Who are you, co-host? I, 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 be Scott. That's me. We talk about things, and I'm here when we talk about them. Scotty too hottie. Yes, that's me. Awesome. That is me. Yes. S- Scott, so, tell them tell them what episode they are listening to. Okay. This is uh an episode from season five, and it would happen to be numbered ten. That would be excellent. excellent. Where will you be at today? Already episode ten episodes 10. in season five. Eh? I think we're almost yes. up to sixty episodes. I think we might be. I think we're, that's, we're, we're, we're getting there. That's a pretty big achievement for a couple Deuces. jabronis, jabronis like us. Yes. So what is, well, it's my week. I will What's introduce the topic. Why don't you explain your topic? So I put a little stink on this one and I, have requested Scott rank his picks, which he never does. No, I refuse. And this would be theatrical wish lists, films mm-hmm. that we'd wished we'd seen or could see on the big screen. Yes. So I was going through a, a list of movies and the catalog of my Blu-rays, and I realized I've seen a lot of movies in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> As did I. I'm going like, I'm like, yeah, no, no, I saw that one. No, yep. and if if I didn't see it when it first came out, I saw it on like a reissue or just some sort of special event screening or something like that. So I've eventually seen it on the big screen, and so yeah. But yeah, we, we've actually seen a lot in the past few years. Um, yeah, just just re-release or special screenings of, mm-hmm. of, of older movies. Um, but yeah, 
But first, I guess we should talk about one other thing. Our challenge? The challenge. Yes. So you were unsuccessful as per last podcast. And how I can see your look on your face. It looks like you were not successful again. I was not successful. I totally forgot to even look into it. So I'm just going to carry it over because it's still summer. But I'm actually going to look into it this time. Okay. I have a feeling you're going to have to rattle off some Transformers movies. Those are the big summer blockbusters I can think you haven't seen. Or like G.I. Joe. <laughs> Some, yeah. Like crap I don't want to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Uh, well, I guess I could watch the Independence Day sequel because I've never seen it. But was that a blockbuster? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it fared all that well. I'm sure maybe there's a couple parts of the Caribbean movies I haven't seen. Possibly. But they might have been released in December. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, you'll have to check the release date. So, yeah. So, for myself, my goal was to watch the three movies that were written and directed by Riley Stearns. And those movies were Faults and The Art of Self-Defense and Duel. And And? up up until three hours ago, I finished the challenge. So, so what did you think of Duel? Duel was pretty cool. I watched it with uh with Nate, and we both liked it. Yeah, it's it's very yeah. He has a very unique style of writing. Um, his dialogue it's very matter of fact. Yeah, his his characters are very to the point. Yeah. Like you could almost say that um, Karen Gillan was the exact same character as uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they were very similar. Just kind of unfazed or whatever. But yeah, just say exactly what's on their mind right to the point. Um, Like just the literal thing that they are doing or saying or whatever. And yeah, it's yeah. I enjoy enjoy Duel. And of course, I did the rewatch of art of self-defense still a great movie and then i watched the movie faults which is available on tubi and that was actually that was pretty good too that was about um kind of a down and out guy who is like a deprogrammer for people who are coming out of cults or people who are like uh, you know family members try to take people out of cults and so he tries to you know deprogram their way of thinking and so he comes across this girl who's been deep in a cult and you know he seems to be doing good but then she start the table start getting turn and she starts to manipulate him and yeah it's uh pretty good hmm. i'll have to check <laughs> it out mm-hmm. so yeah so that was the challenge and so yeah you said you were going to carry over your challenge so Mine is going to be pretty basic and kind of open. I'm just going to try to watch um, a couple, at least two movies that are original movies for whatever streaming service. So a Netflix original or a Shutter original or Paramount original, because 
I signed up for a free week of Paramount so I could watch the new Beavis and Butthead. But so that could be a potentially one of them. So something like that. So just a couple uh, streaming originals I'm uh, looking to watch. That sounds amazing. Doesn't it though? Oh my God. It's a good way to spend my time. So yeah, and I've, been trying, uh... I've been trying to watch movies, but because I signed up for Paramount, I just been watching cheers. I just been cherry picking my favorite episodes of cheers and rewatching. I, I as well signed up for the free month of Paramount just so I could jam in as much shit as I can. Yeah. So I've been watching South park. Yeah. That's, that was another one I've been, I've been looking at South park and cheers. So, yeah. So, yeah. Cool beans, man. Cool beans. Yes. So our, theatrical wish list we should mosey on right along to that yes let's get and into this week's list mm-hmm. do you have certain movies that you wish you had seen in the cinema like a movie bucket list of sorts our hosts see a lot of shows on the big screen but even these boys have missed a certain few i'm misty darling and i am proud to bring to you this week's countdown the Flicks Max Cinematic Wishlist. Drop, drop here. Drop, the drop here. That was the drop. drop. That was the drop. Enjoy the drop. That, Hope that was drop. that was the lovely Misty Darling with the drop. Yes, and I'm sure she said something very complimentary about us and about the list. She definitely will, as yeah. did. As she always does. So, Nothing uh, derogatory. Who's going to start us off? You know what? Why don't you? So your do, list. You, do you want to do... Let's, start with, let's do the honorable mentions first, and then we'll do to okay. the 10 through 1. All right. So uh, my first honorable mention is Fight Club. I never did see it in the theater. I did. Um, I didn't see it until it came out on, I guess it would have been VHS at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it was DVD. I don't know. I think it's DVD. Yeah, it was 99. DVDs came out like 97 or something like that. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's one that would have been cool to see on the big screen. Um, Mm -hmm. Just, uh, just for the, the whole atmosphere, the sound, because mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of, a lot of fighting going on, a lot of yes. hard packing sounds, and then you get to see Jared Leto's face demolished on the big screen. Yes, because you want to see somebody get destroy something beautiful on the big screen. Thirty seconds to Mars. What? <laughs> what? So, yeah. Um, do you want me to just okay. rattle off all my honorable mentions? No, why not? And then, yeah, then we can do the back and forth for the for the other ones. Uh, my next honorable mention would be Halloween 2, the original from 81. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that movie. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite horror sequels. Um, might be a time when it's re-released. You never know. You never know. Because... For some reason, that movie does get a lot of love. Like they mm-hmm. they get a there's a lot of merchandise released and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, um, 
plus it's full of errors. Right. So it's got that beautiful charm about it. Um, and next, my last um, honorable mention is Evil Dead 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie's just so wild. Um, there's so much effed up shit in that movie that it just would have been cool to see on the big screen. Like when all the inanimate objects are laughing at him in the house and the chainsaw dance and the hand and it had just been cool. Yes. That's it for my honorable mentions. Okay. My honorable mentions. Um, I say they all have something in common. I think actually a lot of my movies have this in common. That these are just good spectacles. Like movies that are be like really have big large scope and be nice to see on the big screen, great colors, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I have Waterworld. Even though, you know, I'd love to see it now with people who do appreciate it. Yeah. Because, you know, it gets panned and, you know, there's so many hit and miss of people who like it. But I'd love to see it with a group of people who like minded people who just can appreciate it for what it is now. Um, a Wally, I'd love to see on the screen. It's probably like my favorite Pixar. And it's just gorgeous to look at. To see it that big would, would enhance it that much more. And it's got a great soundtrack. To, so here, that soundtrack, you know, all around me would be pretty cool. And next one is a movie I didn't see till Blu-ray. Obviously, I didn't see the theater, but and I was really surprised how good this was. And that's Everest, one that came out, you know, a few years ago with Jake Gyllenhaal and um, Jason Clark, Josh Brolin. That to see anything with like mountains would be cool on the big screen, just to see the scope and then enhance the heights and fear aspects. And uh, like that one would be cool to see on IMAX. but yeah, no, I think that would that would look, have looked great on the big screen. So does that does that I mean that, Cliffhanger is going to be on your list? Um, uh, no, that Cliffhanger is not on my list, and not because I saw it at the theater. Oh, so oh, no. so but yeah, no, I think I think Everest is a better shot movie. So I think I don't think it's ever going to get released onto the big screen again. It didn't, but uh, if it did, I'd go see it. So there. Coolio. Yep. Do you have any more honorable mentions? No, I'm going I I um stopped short and yeah, I went there. I was going to add a couple more, but then I'm like, no, I'm going to stop there. You said you had three accents. I'm like, okay, I'll just stick with three. So we'll just do that. I don't even have any other things written on my page here. Bravo. Yes, that's what I say. So, to begin the official countdown, top 10. My number 10 is John Wick. I never saw it in the theater. Nor did I. I. Wow, I I didn't even think of putting that one. I saw the two sequels on the theater, but not I think I saw both sequels with you, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I never saw the first one in the theater because it kind of came out of nowhere. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. And it just would have been cool to complete the trilogy in the theater. Um, might come back one day. You never you know. You never know, yeah. Um, but uh, just great. It would have been cool to see the action on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Keanu can never be 
too big, you know? No, no. Yeah, it would have been cool to see that first time around because I don't think anybody would be knowing what they'd be getting. Like, they wouldn't know what to, what's to be ex- expected. And so it would be thrilling just to be in the audience, be like, just wowed at the choreography of the fight scenes. And just, you know, it's not all these quick cuts. It's just here he's going along, shoot, 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 shoot. And the camera's just following him and just like that people would be laughing not out of it being funny but just out of glee they'd just be like holy shit this is amazing kind of thing and uh, yep. this is crazy and yeah that would have been cool to see first time around yes sir that's not on my list but whatever but it it could be i didn't i didn't think of it i'm sorry I'm, I'm really, you should I'm really feel sorry. shame yes so my first one is one that again is one that I would want to see now after long after release because it's come one of those cult films that it's one of those midnight films and that's the room. Mm-hmm. Um, like Tommy Wiseau and it's just craziness. There's such a huge following for this movie for its ridiculousness and just awful writing and over the top performances all throughout the movie. And it's got all these different stunts that people do while watching the movie playing football in the aisles and throwing spoons at the screen when there's like a framed picture of the spoon in the movie and all this different stuff. And I think that would just be a wild movie for an experience to see uh, with a crowd. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi. Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah. It's such a ridiculous movie, but yeah, to see it with people just elated in its ludicrousness would be uh, fun. Yes. Uh, so my ninth is There Will Be Blood. Mm. Never saw it in the theater. It's one, I... of the, it's one of those movies with great cinematography, mm-hmm. uh, great score. Um, and I, I love Western style type movies. Um, and uh, it's... Um, it's a great performance well, by both actors, Paul Dano mm-hmm. and uh, and what's his name there? Um, Jesus you know, guys, the guy who's only won more Oscars than Lee yeah. What the Oscars hell's his name? Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. Um, so yeah, that uh, that's one I would have liked to have seen or would like to see mm-hmm. on the big screen. Yeah, no, I, I think I saw that one on the big screen. Um, my next one is, this isn't even for the, the visual aspect or anything of the movie. It's, I wish I had seen the sixth sense on the big screen and seen it early because that's one I did see in the big screen. Yeah. Because I overheard people talking about it at work. And so I knew the twist going in. So I wish I'd seen that before I heard about the twist so I could be there experiencing that moment with, with the audience and just be floored at the same time as everybody else. And so it was a real like fucking kicking the balls when I first watched it. I'm like, okay, from this point on, I know something that is to be and, uh, you know, but it's still, it's still a good movie. And so, you know how we, when you rewatch the movie, 
you're able to pick up the pieces over there, the clues as to, you know, the ending. But because I knew the ending already, I was able to pick those up, you know, first time around. Um, but yeah, it's still a good movie. It's well written, well paced. But yeah, I just wish I had gotten in on in on it early. Because I mean, because I found out the twist, I don't even think I even saw it until DVD. So, but uh, yeah, that's that was my wish. All right. So for me, number eight would be a Clockwork Orange. Um, I don't think I really have to explain why. It's just a it's a wild awesome. it's a wild ride. One of the most craziest movies, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's just this weird future. Um, like the it's got a big score um, mm-hmm. and uh it's just you know i'm sure there will be a time when it's re-released it could be um like a, some sort of anniversary or whatever yeah exactly yeah. and uh, i think it's probably kubrick's second best movie but you can argue that i guess would you put um, it behind Shining? Yeah, Shining, Clockwork Orange, and then probably 2001. Full Metal. Uh, yeah, Full Metal's up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that's one that I would have enjoyed for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this next one is one that, you know, I certainly would have like to see now again this is going to be a common theme with like-minded people but it also would have been cool to see first time around just to see the audience's reaction and that's slap shot this is oh, just yeah. <laughs> For such sure. an, this is such a like a a crowd pleasing crowd rousing type movie that's just so vulgar like Almost yeah, surprisingly <laughs> vulgar and just over the top crude and violent, but it's got big laughs that could, you know, it's one of those movies that laughs would be infectious in a crowd and it would just be such a good, good viewing with a big group of people. So even now, I, I mean, think I, it would be cool. Yeah. I mean, I saw Goon at the theater. Certainly, that's probably the closest thing there's been to a, a Slapshot remake. And so that was fun, but um, it's never going to eclipse Slapshot. So. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been a good one for sure. Mm-hmm. Ogie Oglethorpe. Yes. Uh, next for me at number seven is Alien. Um, oh, that made my short list or my main list when I was before I whittled down. It's a classic sci-fi, classic horror, all rolled into one. Um, Even now, the effects are still pretty good because they're very subtle, I think. They're not. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, And I think because it's so dimly lit, too, they didn't have to have, like, precise special effects they could get away with some of the stuff because they didn't have a light shine like sean right on it so exactly and like yeah 
you know, go if you went back to 79 and watched the chess popper scene with a mm-hmm. group of people, like yeah. the reaction back then probably would have been like, holy Jesus, right? Like run mm-hmm. for the, run for the, run for the exit. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, I think it's the, the cast they put together is, is underrated. Like yeah. everybody kind of fit into that. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's still effective. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. 45 years later or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. So there's, you know, that's one of those movies that I think there's definitely a chance like Canyon Meadows would pick it up at Halloween or something. You know what yeah. I mean? And you're wearing mm-hmm. an alien t-shirt. I would be. Yay. And I didn't put it on my list, but I'm wearing the t-shirt. So I'm honoring right. it by by wearing the t-shirt. That's very yeah, honorable. No, that, yes. Um, in a non-visual podcast, it's very honorable. But yeah, no, that's that's a good one. That well, that almost made my list, but not not quite. <clears throat> but yeah. Um, so yeah, my next one is one you've already said. What? One, Evil Dead Two. And again, this is one I'd want to watch now. Bunch of people who are just fans that would just go silly at the silliness. And yeah, there's got to be some sort of cult, yeah. uh, like schedule of events that happens, kind of like Rocky Horror, where people mm. throw wieners at the screen at certain parts. And yeah, like it's just so over the top, um, acting wise, violence wise, but it all works. And this is just unlike the first one, which I didn't see at the theater, which, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing at the theater, but it didn't make my list. This is just pure horror comedy. Like it's got That's... peak comedy and peak horror. It's not like just that kind of little hybrid. So the, the horror is dimmed down in order to heighten the comedy. No, it's just goes all out blood and guts. Still has got the creepiness with the, the, the dead. And it's Bruce Campbell just kills it. And just this, over the top performance and like Sam Raimi is the master of this. And yeah, this to see this now in the crowd, that's just going to sit back and enjoy the spectacle would be, uh, would be pretty cool. Well, apparently evil dead rise may get a theatrical release. So that's what I've heard. Yes. Let's see what happens. I haven't seen any of the evil deads on the big screen other than the remake, which was, which was actually pretty decent. I th- I think I might have seen Army of Darkness. Hmm. All right. So number six for me would be something that I probably would have appreciated more as a kid, um, but I'd still pay to go see in the theater now, and that would be Gremlins. I saw this at the theater. Never got to see it at the theater. Nobody would take me to it. I was just a young, young boy. Young buck. Um, but uh, I think it's a classic Christmas slash horror story. Mm-hmm. Um, just a fun time. Clever writing, clever creatures. Um, so something something that I would enjoy now, but probably would have enjoyed a lot more when I was you know, seven years old or whatever. Right. Yeah, I saw this at the theater. 
Um, it came out summer. Actually, came out the same day as Ghostbusters. Right? That's did it? Yep. Huh. And um, my my sister and I were sent off like to camp for like a week each. And while my sister, while I was at camp, my parents took my sisters to go see Ghostbusters. And then when she was at camp, they took me to go see Gremlins. So I never saw Ghostbusters at the theater till I was much older because my parents had just seen it. So they didn't want to go see it again. So yeah, I saw Gremlins at that time. Hmm. So. That's probably why I never went to Gremlins is because I mm-hmm. probably went to see Ghostbusters seven times instead. Yes. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Okay. So yeah. Well, all right. So my next one is um, The Fugitive. Um, nice. Mostly just, I mean, it's, it's a great movie. I mean, mostly for the, the big train crash derailment at the beginning that was done practically with a, a real full-size train all in one take. That's just tremendous, like, coordination and stunt work and directing and all that. It's just the the whole um, dam sequence or whatever when he jumps off the edge into the river I mean all that on the big screen it's just it's just such a fun entertaining movie and yeah it's um, I wish I had seen that it uh, and that was around the time when I was seeing like everything at the theater and that's one I didn't go see I bought the VHS without seeing it because I knew it would be good and I have enjoyed it ever since but for whatever reason I just didn't catch it at the theater. Yeah, that would have been a good one for sure. I agree. Okay. So uh, number five for me is The Terminator, the original 1984. Um, Still one of my favorite sci-fis, favorite horrors. Um, I think it was ahead of its time a little bit. Um, Schwarzenegger wasn't a huge star yet. So he was a menacing cyborg. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a good, fun movie. Very violent. uh, Very 80s. Um, Bill Pullman. No, Bill Paxson. Bill Paxson, Uh, yes. That's the punk. uh, Yeah. uh, Must be Laundry Night. Um, Yep. And there's so much pop culture that came out of, you know, the Terminator mm-hmm. character in the movies. Uh, so that's one I would have loved to see, but I don't think I'm getting into the theater to see uh, Terminator at eight years old. Uh, you don't know. I saw T2 at the theater. Uh, I uh, did too, but it was only 14A yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I saw T2. I saw Rise of the Machines. I saw Salvation. I didn't see I didn't any see- of the other ones. Yeah, and I didn't see Genesis or Dark Fate at the theater, but I've seen them, but uh, I stopped after Salvation. Hey, what do all those movies have in common? That they're amazing? (laughs) I think it's the opposite. They're not very good. I didn't mind Salvation. I wish they had made a trilogy, the planned trilogy with that one. You know, that was the one where Christian Bale... Lost his out. shit on set, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I didn't mind that one. Um, that happens. All right, so my next one, um, if it's not on your list, 
the only reason why it's not on your list is because you probably have already seen it at the theater. And this is, again, one of those audience participation movies, and that's Rocky Horror. Just to be a part of the spectacle of the whole experience, like everybody in cosplay and singing along and just re- you know talking along with the dialogue and throwing toast at the screen and all that kind of shit. Um, it's just that's just one of those things that wouldn't be a movie. It would be more of a movie experience than than anything else. And yeah, it'd be cool to be a part of that. I thought about putting it on my list, but yeah, frankly, Rocky Horror fans fucking terrify me. Like I don't <laughs> like. I feel <laughs> like extreme. I'm gonna. I feel like I'm gonna go into that movie and get hurt emotionally <laughs> and physically. It's a lovely movie to watch at home. Yeah, maybe if they had like two showings, they said, okay, this is for casual fans, but you can still participate. This one's for hardcore extremists. Yeah. That, yeah. No rules. Yeah. It's a good pick, though. Mm. I thought about it. All right. Yeah. So my fourth is another Schwarzenegger. That would be Predator. Uh, I watched this movie probably 75 times when I was a kid. I bootlegged a copy from a rental. And uh, I couldn't get enough of it. Um, It's got everything you could want as a 10-year-old kid. Or 11, I guess I was. It's got Schwarzenegger. It's got violence it's got alien it's got fucking jesse the body jesse the body ventura it's got billy bear like it's got everything you could want um and uh yeah it's just one creed hollow creed um it's got so many schwarzenegger catchphrases oh yeah it's just an abundance of one-liners um so yeah, I, Predators, you know, it's one of my favorite movies and it's a shame I've never seen it in mm-hmm. the theater. Nor have I yeah, seen any of the subsequent Predator movies. The I saw a I saw Alien versus Predator at the theater. But only because I bought a special edition of the DVD that came with a coupon to go see Alien versus Predator at the theater. So that is why I watched that but I have not seen any other ones. And the newer, the newest one, I think, comes out next Friday. Prey? Disney Plus? Yeah, I think Prey comes out next Friday. What is it coming out on? It's Disney Plus. Oh, wow. It's it's Fox, so. Yeah, that'll be... That's Mm -hmm. like a prequel, prequel, prequel. Yeah, like 400 years or whatever in in the past or something like that. But yeah. So yeah, and apparently it got a standing ovation when it played uh, at uh, Comic Con this past week. So, huh. right on. Yep. So yeah, so no, that's a good choice. It's it's one I consider too. Um, <clears throat> my next one would be the Road Warrior. Um, Mad Max action. A little Mad Max two. I mean. <laughs> 
it's certainly not large in scope as Fury Road, which was phenomenal on the big screen, but this would have that same kind of feel, just great stunt work, car crashes, shootings, all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's just a fun, good balls out action film still holds up and uh, yeah, just good stuff. So I was considering Beyond Thunderdome because mm. that movie is so fucking weird. Mm. You know I've what I mean? Like yeah. Tina Turner, like what? Yeah. And like Master Blaster and like there's so it's much. Two movies put together that don't really. Yeah. It's so yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember there was such a hype about it when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Because of Tina Turner. Yeah, like that was the hype. Like Tina Turner's in this movie; she plays the villain, and then she sings the title song. Yeah, Need another hero. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, is it my turn now? It would be. You're wow, we're just three. ripping right through this. I know this, this is going to be I the compared... shortest episode ever. I know, considering how long our last episode was, this is a. Uh... Yeah, sorry about that, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Two-hour episode with an hour and a half of nonsense. 40 minutes of movie talk. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So number three for me is uh, Oliver Stone's Platoon. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably my favorite war movie. Um, And it's not even really about... Like, the war is just the... the vehicle but the story mm-hmm. is about you know betrayal and you know sort of a mm-hmm. coming of age um but it's not really about it's more about survival than strategy the, and whatever right <clears throat> the realities of war and all that you know just the you know, psychological uh, effect of war yeah um one of my favorite soundtracks ever um such a great cast um, mm-hmm. so many great um like character actors and um like uh well you could name any even Johnny Depp's in it. Yeah um, Forrest Whitaker Forrest Whitaker, Whitaker John uh, C. McGinley John C. McGinley uh yeah. Tom Berenger um, yeah, Defoe, Defoe, Sheen. Sheen, so many. Um, Keith David, mm. uh, so many great actors. Um, and I think it's it's probably my favorite Oliver Stone movie. Yeah, Tony uh, Todd is in it. Tony Todd's in it, and all these Kevin guys Dillon. are all these guys are young. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Dillon. Did you see that yeah, fucking no, I- head come apart, man? Yeah, and this this would probably be my second favorite Oliver Stone. I I watched JFK so many times. I just I love JFK. I've never movie. seen the whole thing. Yeah, I've I've seen it. I've seen the director's cut multiple times. It's even longer, and it's still such an engrossing film. I love it. So, just so, yeah. adding my two cents in order to pad the running time here. No, you can add your two cents. Add five, twelve, twenty-three cents. I don't care. Okay then. Add okay, seventy six so cents. Should I add seventy six cents? All right. Do you have? Do you have change? Yes. yes. Okay. Okay, my next one is just 
it's one of my favorite movies and I missed it at the theater because I didn't, it didn't get a huge wide release, but this is such a visual spectacle. Plus it's just such a great story, sci-fi noir and that's dark city. Um, oh yeah. I wish I'd seen this on the big screen. It's just so haunting and beautiful. It's got it's like great special effects and set design and just just atmosphere and it's so so underrated and it's such a great film and I wish yeah, I wish I could see that on the on the big screen one day. One day you will. Okay. That's a good I will, pick. I will, I will put I will put in a word with some people and they'll make it happen. I actually just thought of another honorable mention, but I'll save okay. it till after. Okay. Just in case it's one of mine and then you'll ruin it. Um, ruin it. Ruiner. So I guess we're down to number two. Um, yes, we are. It took me a minute to kind of decide which number one and number two were going to be because they're two of my favorite movies. Um, but number two is Goodfellas. Um, yeah. It's the best mob movie of all time. It's better than Godfather. It's, you know, it's better than all those other ones. Um, I'm going to go on record. And I know I'm not a film student, so I don't look at movies through a certain lens to see how certain things are done and developed and all that. But I have to say, I think the Godfather movies are overrated. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, especially Godfather 3. Like, it's... Yeah. But we can save that for another. Yes. Mm -hmm. Most overrated movies. (laughs) I know what number one would be on your list. Oh, what? No. I wouldn't want... I wouldn't even want to give that the time of day to put that on a list. (laughs) But Goodfellas, just... It's one of the best-paced movies that in my opinion it's got that classic scorsese soundtrack it's got that mm-hmm. classic scorsese cast um yeah like uh it's just top to bottom it's almost a perfect movie to me anyways um the only other mob movie that kind of comes close is donnie brosco um, yeah but like everybody's perfect um in that movie uh, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, Scorsese's a master, and mm-hmm. like I'm sure there'll be a time when there's some kind of anniversary and it'll come back. Like I think it actually has been re-released, uh, probably for like a limited engagement. Um, yeah, so it came out in '90, so we're looking at numbers that end in five or zero for anniversaries. So yeah. Yeah, so, so that's... You might have to uh, wait a couple of years for that. That's number two. Number two. Um, okay, my number two, again, this is a just the grand scope of this movie. Colors. I love seeing big... Like with you with Westerns and seeing like the open shots of prairies and stuff like that. For me, that's the ocean. You know, I grew up on the ocean. And so I'm just, that's always been a big part. And that's master and commander, far side of the earth, far yeah. side of the world. Um, it's such a, such a great movie, great action, just beautifully 
shot. Um, and just, it's so, it seems so realistic and it's just so harrowing if that was to how things were like, you just ships pulling up again, right? 10 feet from apart and shooting these fucking 18 pound cannonballs. And it's just nasty. And it just, Oh, it, it can't, it'd just be grueling and it'd be a miserable way to have to survive. And uh, it's Russell Crowe is so charismatic as the lead. And then, Paul Bettany as his uh, doctor buddy, and it's I've watched this movie so many times on on Blu-ray, and I I love it. I wish, yeah, it's something I wish I could see on the big screen because it's so grand in scope and just yeah, just gorgeously shot. Did you see Thor yet? I did see Thor. Would you say Russell Crowe's performance in Master and Commander is as charismatic as his performance in Thor? Uh, love and thunder oh it's 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 a toss-up it's a little more uh debaucherous and poor um yeah yeah i don't know i've heard some people i've seen people on the internet just rip that movie thor yeah yeah i loved it i I thought i thought russell crowe was amazing as zeus what and people are saying that if you look at the real myths and stuff like texts of zeus that's it's pretty much pretty accurate to how Zeus was or whatever, just a, or at least how 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 he was written and all that delusional, yeah, like yeah. delusional, grandious, self-serving, yeah, mad of power kind of thing, yeah. But no, I thought Love and Thunder is no Ragnarok, but it's it was still pretty pretty good, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that. Perhaps we could uh. talk about it. In order to fill up time once we are finished this list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So my number one is a movie that I love, and it might be my favorite movie. Maybe that's changed, but you know how much I love Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's two of the most over-the-top performances by you know a couple great well-known actors obviously johnny depp and benicio del toro yes um and i think it's fairly accurate to the book um Mm. because johnny depp spent a lot of time with hunter thompson uh there's a lot of great cameos in this movie um a lot of bright colors a lot of sunshine um and just a lot of like wild nonsensical scenes with two guys just acting fucking stupid and it's it's one of those movies that i will see it in the theater before i die okay even if you have to rent out a theater to watch it yes yes i'll just bring my blu-ray down there and yeah like did you like wispy haired toby Maguire? i loved him (laughs) i loved him he did the right yeah. thing, and he got the fuck out of that uh, that Cadillac. Yep. <laughs> um, but just, there's so many scenes in that movie that are just like, the first time you watch it, it's like, wow, are these guys going to stab this guy? Or is this guy going to yeah. die? Or, like, is this guy going to drown in the tub? Like, it's just, <laughs> you know. But... Uh, I love that movie, and I would love to see it in the cinema. In the cinema. Okay. 
Well, my one, my movie is one that we've spoken about. Uh, I don't say that too often. Well, we've spoken about it often, but not you know excessively. But this is probably one of my favorite comedies, and I never got to see it in theater. And I just, honestly, the first time I saw it, I didn't care for it. But it, I just, it's now, like I said, one of my favorites. Um, and I would love to see it now again with the crowd who just fucking can recite every line. Because I know, like, when I first saw Ghostbusters at the theater, it was with the crowd who had seen it and knew every line that was coming up. And laughed at the anticipation and then still laughed at the payoff. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing I would, that's the kind of audience I would want to go see Major League at the oh, theater. Yeah. With. Good call. And, and I just, I love that movie. It's, again, it's just one of those, you know, feel good, rousing sports comedies. Um, so many great characters, so many great one liners, scene after scene of just, pure bliss i will call out my sister and say she saw this at the theater on a date i'll just say that it's not going to add any context but just but uh she loved it from the first time she saw it um but yeah this is yeah such a great great movie and i think i've said this before um it is the only movie i ever (laughs) recorded on cassette tape like turning up the volume on the TV and putting my stereo right beside the speaker so I could record it. So then I could walk around and listen to the the movie to my heart's content. I used to uh, do that with wrestling. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. (laughs) But yeah, it, it, and I had a hundred minute tape and it, the 50 minutes was right at the end of a scene. So it was perfect. And then I picked it up on the next side and right as the credits were about to start, that's when the uh, the tape ended and like it was perfectly timed. And yes, I'm not sure if I ever actually listened to it more than once afterwards, but I, ha- I probably still have that tape and uh, it was worth it even for that one time. You may run like haze or maze, but you catch like shit. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, the skipper's name? The actor. He's so good oh. in that movie. Oh, um, James Gammon, I think it's the actor's name. Like Lou Brown. Lou Brown is the character. Lou Brown, like I imagine that's the way baseball managers are. Mm -hmm. Like just straight up, you know. Maybe not so much now because everybody's special. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a good pick. I didn't even think about that one. Mm Mm-hmm. Bravo. Yeah, so so what was your honorable mention that you had thought of afterwards? Nightmare Before Christmas. Ah, nice. That would have been a good one. Would you stand in front of everybody and and sing along? I would definitely sing along. Yes. Yes, that's a good one. I have not seen that theater as well either. Yeah, Yeah, so... um, no, we could talk about Thor now if you wanted, or we could just move right into pick of the pod and cut things short and whatever. Well, we could do the pick of the pod and then talk about whatever for a bit after, I guess. Okay. Hey, everybody. Quiet down, please. These two jerks have an opinion. 
Here is this episode's pick of the pod. So, what is your pick? Oh, the pod. The P.O.P.? P.O.P. My P.O.P. is a movie I watched last night, a Netflix exclusive called The Gray Man. I don't, I don't know if you've watched it yet. No, but that's that's something that I had in my mind when I picked my uh, my uh, what's my challenge for this week is to watch The Gray Man. It's one of them. Uh, Russo brothers, same guys who directed a whack of Marvel stuff. Yes. Uh, Do they sing the song Gray Man in it? No. Gray Man. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, Anna De Armas. Um, Billy Bob's in it. Um, I won't ruin anything, mm-hmm. um, but it's straight up action, hand to hand combat, shooting. Um, basically, Ryan Gosling's a CIA agent who's very good at his work, um, but he gets caught up in like a scandal and has to kind of fight his way out. Um, yeah, it's really good. Nice. Uh, over two hours long. So mm-hmm. apparently, it's supposed to launch a franchise on Netflix. Like they want to start doing a, like a series of these these movies. So yeah, it definitely could. Like it's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of got like a um, uh, born feel right. to it, but right. not as serious. You know what I right. mean? Like with a little mm-hmm. bit of comedy. Um, Chris Evans is good. He's kind of like a yeah. bad guy in it. With a with a mustache. With a stinking mustache. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, Just it was rocking good. that mustache. Yeah. Like I couldn't decide what to watch. I'm like, yeah, I might as well watch this. And okay. I was I was actually quite impressed. Okay. Well, my my uh, pick of the pod. Um, I pulled an audible because I asked you before we started, if you had seen a particular movie and had you, we would have discussed it. But since you hadn't, my pick of the pod will be Nope. Okay. uh, Just don't ruin it. I won't. I partook in a viewing with this on Sunday evening with my son. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite good. Um, you know, the, the trait is a get out good. It's up there. It's it's a. I mean, I liked us, but I would I would put it higher than us. Um, now the trailers don't give away much, but it certainly does hint at aliens. But yeah. it goes goes deeper than that, and there's some good twists, uh, good performances, and yeah, no, it's a, it was a really enjoyable movie. Like the whole whole way home, Nate was just like, "Oh, that was such a good movie. Oh, that was such a good movie." He kept talking and theorizing a bunch of stuff, but like it was, yeah, it. Uh, Jordan Peele, he's he's got his niche with uh, these kind of horror movies, and uh, yeah, he just sounds like he plans on just continue to make, not branching out and just making these like horror movies, which is fine. We, we need intelligent horror filmmakers like him and you know, Ari Aster and you know, and uh, the witch guy or whatever Eggers, uh, Robert Eggers, I think, yeah, Eggers. But uh, yeah, no, it was a it was a good movie. Like, wasn't very many people at the theater opening weekend, but um, really, yeah, there's maybe maybe twenty people in the theater. Maybe I go um, see it this week. 
yeah, but now yeah, it, uh, it was pretty good. I I do recommend it for those fans of Jordan Peele or not fans of Jordan Peele, just people who like sci-fi thrillers. Uh, yeah, pretty good. Right on. Mm-hmm. It's definitely right on, on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wasn't feeling well this weekend, so I didn't yeah. feel like going out. But uh, I guess that wraps up the business. Mm-hmm. So, anything happening in sports in Calgary or Canada at all this week? Last couple uh, weeks? No, I, I, I think the the Jays haven't been playing well. I haven't been scoring any runs at all. Nobody left um, the Calgary Flames. You know, there's been no shakeups. Nobody leaving the Flames or coming to the Flames. Um, yeah, it's been pretty, pretty quiet on on the home front for for sports. If people don't realize, I'm being facetious. Yes, the Blue Jays are yes. seven and one since a manager change. They roughed up Boston pretty damn good over the weekend. They've scored 50 runs now in their last four games. They represented the All Star Game very well. Yes. Um, yeah. So things are. They had a pretty pretty bad beginning of July. Not yeah, they lost about eight or nine in a row. But uh, yeah, they're looking good, and the Flames lost their two one hundred point guys in the span of a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, little Johnny, I can't speak bad of him, I guess, but I'd love to. Went to Columbus for for some reason. Fucking God only knows why, and <laughs> left money on the table. Yeah, and then Kachuk said, "I'm not signing in Calgary long term." So the Flames traded yep. him, and I think they kind of fleeced Florida in that trade. I, I think, I think so. Um, so, you know, I'm excited to see what the Flames got. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. they really got worse. They, no. and they strengthen you- they strengthen their defense. Definitely. And if they can, if somebody can step up or if they can bring yeah. somebody else in as a forward, hey, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They got a couple players that play kind of on deeper lines who can rise up. Like Dubé can come up. Imagine Pani, even though he had a big year, he can continue to go up. Hopefully, Monaghan can come back strong. Um, but yeah, no, they've Phillips, I think they've re signed Phillips. He's just a, he's kind of like a little player like uh, Gaudreau, so they could bring him up to kind of fill his hole. Well, not fill the hole he left, not to fill his hole. Um, you know, that's that's not going to happen. But either way, yeah, you know, you know, for everyone who tunes into our movies talk, loves the Flames talk as well. So that's why we we talk Flames as as well. So. Well, what else are we going to talk about? That's true. Like, uh, the Flames have a world-class goalie. They have mm-hmm. arguably the deepest defense in the league now. So mm-hmm. you never know. Um, like, yep. you know, they might just have to win it with one or two little games, not like big blowouts like they did last year. But mm-hmm. And uh, I guess you know, something that interests me, um, Vince McMahon retired from... CEO, chairman, all of his WWE duties. So, right. You know, I love old Vince, but it's time to move on and deal with your life problems and yes, give somebody else control and maybe make the WWE great again. Is is Shane or Stephanie taking over or Triple uh, H? 
Stephanie is co-CEO with uh, a gentleman by the name of Tony Khan. Um, Okay. And Triple H is now head of creative, which is probably the biggest piece. And WWE has a kind of like a minor league, um, NXT it's called. It's kind of like the minor leagues of WWE. And when he yeah. was when he was uh, um, heading that, like it was his baby. It mm-hmm. was the it was the best wrestling for probably two or three years. Um, it was better than WWE, better than NXT in my opinion. So now he's going to be doing the same thing he was doing down there, but with WWE. So right. you know, I could only imagine that. The talent that they have now would be happy because it's actually a guy who wrestled and knows right. the business, right? Like not just a mm-hmm. maniacal old billionaire who's Roy Rage, who I think is probably turning more and more into uh, Monty Burns by <laughs> by the year. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, it's been a lot of stuff going on. Okay, well that's fantastic. So, um, I guess, yeah, if you don't have anything else, it's time for me to reveal the theme for next podcast. And this is favorite music moments. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like from a musical. It can be like a part in a movie where a song is great and it just adds to the scene or it's characters reacting to a certain song, or maybe when the score and the action just hits properly and just, you know, blows out of the park, but it's favorite music moments. And, right. you know, we can have, we can have extensive lists because these are going to be pretty quick topics because we're just going to be describing the one thing, not the whole movie. So, um, but yeah, that's what I have chosen. That sounds fair. Yes. Okay. Oh, we, we padded out to an hour. There we go. Did we? Now we're right around. Yes, we did. Excellent. Excellent. So, um, so yeah, I guess that's, that's it. So this is uh, Scott signing off for Flixmax. And this is Terrence saying uh, arrivederci. Okay. So, toodles. Toodles.